Hey, put it. Do you think Russian chicks know how to, um, you know, do it? Uh, she better. Cool. Maybe she could teach us. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. I heard you like Nine Inch Nails. Uh, they're okay. It is Easter, right? It is Easter. What does that mean? <laughs> oh my God. I don't get it. You don't get it, do you? I don't. What did they do in Easter? I don't know. This is episode 164, and Bruce has yet another reference. I have no clue. We have a guest. We do. Hey, wow, two and two times. Holy crapola. This is the long-awaited guest, dog. Yes, we have Dave Brennan from American Pinball. Good evening. Hey, guys. How's it going? All righty. Where's Dave Fix? <laughs> <laughs> he is not with me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Dave. Hi, Dave. Thanks. Hey, guys. So how long have you been pinballing Well, for the whole first? Sure, sure. I've, well, I've been in pinball for about seven years total now, but in the industry for just about a year now, coming up in May. So it's been really a unique adventure, I would say, you know, getting so involved in it over the years and mainly my my journey is is uh kind of focused on service and ret- uh, restoration repairing games that kind of thing so i started out my very first game was a uh, bally hot dogging and Woo-hoo! i picked it up <laughs> yeah little did i know it was such a rare game at the time so i i brought the thing home and you know started playing it and after a while, you know, some lights will go out or, you know, some things started to not work. And so I did a little bit of research like anybody would when they get their first game is like, well, how do you fix this thing? Like, who does this? This is kind of like getting a record player fixed or something. And so I looked around and I lived, lived in Minnesota at the time and uh, in rural Minnesota. So it would be a, you know, a haul to basically take it up to maybe one or two guys in Minneapolis that that might work on it. You know, of course, they had a backlog of able to do that. So searched around. Of course, I found Pinside. And from there, I was like, oh, there's a map on here. Hey, there's little dots, people next to me in the same town. So I reached out to, you know, people in the community and started soaking up repair knowledge like a sponge. And I got pretty good at fixing games. And then I started, you know, reaching out more and getting more and more involved and buying more games. And I would say that I'm not biased to any kind of manufacturer. I I do favor some a little bit more than others, but I've probably repaired just about every era and every manufacturer uh, available, just about. I mean, there's some weird, you know, there's some, some European ones that I haven't come across yet, but I do have some European games. And so I did that for a long time. I've been into restoration, doing playfield restorations, cabinet restorations, 
circuit board repair, you name it. I ended up moving to uh, Wisconsin a couple years ago. And while I was here, I saw a posting for American Pinball looking for a tech service guy. And so I was like, well, I could just kind of made up a resume or list of accomplishments that I've have done, you know, how many games I've repaired and my involvement and, and that. And when I moved here, I also got involved with a, a friend actually down the road from me where I stream for TurboGrafx-7 on Twitch. And so that's opened up a lot of, opened up me to the community of streaming and, you know, getting to know more and more people. And yeah, the, the last time I think I saw Ron was uh, at Pinball Expo when we had it in 2019. And that's where I brought a couple of rare games. I brought a Game Plan Cyclops and a Zacharia Robot, which we set up in the hallway there. And we streamed it and basically invited, this was at the um, the media table to kind of get you know people that didn't know what streaming was and you know that kind of thing so they could stop by and you know jump on the stream and see what it's about anyway so i saw this posting one day i think it was on pinside and ap was looking for a service manager so i made up this resume of all the accomplishments sent it to them and they actually called me back and i ended up going down to illinois talking with them and they liked everything i they were hearing. So I started, started on and I continue to, at the moment I work remotely from Wisconsin for AP. And, um, so yeah, basically if you call the 833 API help or service, send it, send an email service at AmericanPinball.com, you're going to get me and, uh, I'll be answering anybody that needs help on their American pinball machine. You've also made a series of videos Yes. Yep. I've been getting into that uh, quite a bit. It's something that I kind of promised early on and I got more acclimated to making those. So I've made a series of videos that are on American Pinball's YouTube page. It's everything from very basic stuff like how do you register your game? How do you submit a service ticket? And then there's also several people get their very first pinball machine and they have no clue how to open it up, lift the play field, get into the back box, what a tilt bob is, you know, all these things that I think you know, it's kind of like if you were to buy a boat or a motorcycle or something where, you know, you'd be able to talk with the service manager and this is where the gas goes. This is how the brakes work. This is how, you know, kind of walk you around this expensive toy that you've just bought. Well, I'm doing that, but in video form. So it's just quick videos that people can kind of get acclimated to. And then I'll continue to make those, you know, getting more and more in depth with adjustments and repairs and, and things like that. So it actually helps me help the customer rather than me explaining the same things over and over again. You can just watch this quick video and it's probably going to answer most of your questions. So do you enjoy what you're doing right now at American Pinball? And now that you're actually getting more games, more excitement building up in the company itself? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, a huge renewed 
excitement, especially with Dave Fix coming in, it's really invigorated a lot of the team and, and brought some new people in. I mean, everything that he's been saying, it's it's been very positive in that way. I think, uh, especially with the community, every time I stream, I think at least uh, every other customer that calls me, what's the next game? When's it coming out? <laughs> and so I think there's a lot of excitement around that. Yeah, it's it's been it's been very good. I I do enjoy what I'm doing. It's way different than I guess I thought it would be. You know, I, I used to do um, you know home repair service. You know, for people locally. You know, that had a game or something. But you know, this is a different animal. I'm working with people across the country or in different countries, and so you know, I have to be able to communicate clearly and try to explain how to fix things over the phone and you know it can be a challenge sometimes uh because you're working with people of all different skill sets like i said it could be it could be their very first pinball machine or it could be their hundredth pinball machine and the way that i approach it is i'm going to take the time to work with that customer individually and you know kind of work through what the issue is. So we, we, we will both stand in front of the machine and we'll go through, okay, what are you seeing here? You know, this is what I'm seeing on my end. And I'll basically try to simulate any, any errors that they might be, might be encountering. And we kind of go through it that way. We also have people on the AP staff that are support for me. So if it's like something to do with code or software, we have Josh Kugler and Joe Schober that are very knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. And so I bring in, as needed, anybody that could help with, you know, if we need more depth to a, to an issue. So I haven't come across a game yet that I couldn't fix. But have you had like a call where you say, you'll need a Phillips screwdriver. And the person says, what's that? And you, you said, oh, no. <laughs> no, not so much that. It's more like I've come across people that they don't have a multimeter. And I'll say, you know, I think I'll probably make a video like that. Here's some common things that, you know, every pinball owner should have in their toolbox. Um, multimeter is one. A switch adjustment tool is another one. I don't know. I, I have to make a little... Lots of fuses. <laughs> yeah, fuses. Yep, having some fuses on hand. Alligator clips. Alligator clips. So, yeah, it, it basically, you know, having just educating the new people to what they should have on hand and kind of get a basic knowledge because you don't need to be an expert at how to use a multimeter. If you can do continuity tests and measure some voltages, I mean, that's really all you need to know to get started. And, uh, you know, we can walk through a lot of stuff and you figure it out. And honestly, like, I don't know if you've ever looked underneath the hood of a AP game, but they're fairly simplistic in the way that they're laid out. Very serviceable. You know, all of our pinball, all the coils are Molex plugged. So there's no soldering at all. If you have a coil that goes bad, all you have to do is unplug it, change it out, and you're off and running. So... It's pretty simple. Well, I will say your website for the service side is way better than some other pinball companies out there. Well, I appreciate that. I, and I try to do that 
since I started, I've been doing things like I just finished the Oktoberfest quick reference guide. I also did a Houdini one and I had to do a, a Hot Wheels. Basically what it is, you remember inside like a Williams back box or Bally, they would have you know a few sheets of paper and they'd say like, here's all the fuses and here's the, the switch matrix and here's you know, all the stuff so operators, they wouldn't have to flip through a bunch of pages in a manual to find what they need. So what I have is basically just a two-page thing. So you could print it off and you have that right there in front of you that you can use for, you know, switch troubleshooting or coils or whatever, what fuse values it is. So I'm going to start doing those for all the games. Plus, he actually has a service manual, Ron. <laughs> Not like some other company out there. So, <laughs> you know, I'm swearing. I, I'm looking right at it now. So the American, really well the American pinball architecture. You're basically you're using the Williams Max, right? If I remember. Yeah, they're Williams style Max, and yeah, they're pretty. There would be nothing underneath the play field that would surprise you. You know, it's it's a lot of off the shelf stuff i mean even our coils are off the shelf it's just they have a a molex plug attached to them to make it easier like you could there's an equivalent williams coil that you could use so it's essentially it's like soldering on leads and crimping on a a molex plug is what what you could do you know anybody that gets our our games they don't have to necessarily buy uh an ap coil but you know it's it's just easier and is it uh is it P Rock? Is that what it's running? Yeah. So the yep, Houdini, Oktoberfest, and Hot Wheels have been using P Rock boards. So it's similar to what Spooky's doing, and it's basically like a modular system instead of it being, or, or sorry, segmented system. So instead of it being like a one big board that has all the components, like say example of a System Eleven or something, where everything's on one. It's separated, so and a lot of it is under the play field. So you have basically your computer communicates with the P-Rock board, which is the hub that communicates to all of your switch and coil boards under the play field. And there's there can be multiples of those. So there's um, 16, each switch board is 16 switches, and then each coil board is 16 coils. And so... Basically, you can put them wherever you need them underneath the play field and kind of attach them that way rather than having a centralized board that you would run from the back box. It actually reduces the amount of wiring that you would need compared to how it was done in the past. And it seems that's the way most of the companies are going. Stern has its node board architecture, just similar. You just got the tiny little board in the back box and then all these other boards underneath the play field. And when you said computer, I saw one of your videos. It actually looks like just a desktop PC. It looks like mounted inside the back box. Yep, that's correct. It's just a, a typical desktop computer. It's just connected with USB connections and audio comes out of that and HDMI for the for the screen. So, it, yeah, it's pretty simple. It is funny that Pinball 2000 did that where they use just your basic, you know, your, your off-the-shelf like PC parts. And it took a long time for everyone else to just do that. The thing about, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
No, I said a whole lot of years. I'm just a whole, yeah, in. a whole lot of years. Yeah, they, they had internet access too. You could plug in the uh, what was it, the parallel port or something, or was that the printer? Yeah. Or you could no, plug it, it into printer. a modem or something yeah. like that. There was a way you can get it on the internet. A pinball two thousand. So think about it. if you listen to our show. We talk about a lot of manufacturers with a lot of different issues. We don't bring up American Pinball that often for any no, we don't. mechanical issues. They, they really don't seem to – I mean, have they ever had play field issues? No. Uh, you know, and, and hardware issues. You just don't – the only – the main criticisms of American Pinball have always been basically the titles themselves. Like people just – And the tightness of the games. Uh, well, the tightness of the shots, yeah. Yes. Sure, that's, the only two, sure. that's the only two flaws that, you know, I can – Literally see what those games. Maybe and, the flippers. And, you got to crank the flipper power up a little bit. So yeah, I would say AP has the reputation of well built, and so I already covered. Yeah, we use off the shelf parts that are easy to find, and we have a lot of them already listed on our our website. And uh, you know they're fairly inexpensive to replace. It you know if you needed to do that. And you touched on play fields. Well, we have really good quality play fields it's no secret they're made by a baiter and it's stamped right on the play field so i'm not saying anything that people don't already know and they have a, a very good track record for being or having some of the best play field quality out there so i think there was another manufacturer that that used them that also has this good reputation so but yeah i i wouldn't say that i i have like a huge abundance of catastrophic things that are happening, which is great because I think it's it's more troubleshooting switches and you know common things that you would come across. I guess I'd rather field those uh, getting people back up and running than you know some of the cosmetic things. You know we do get a few you know shipping mishaps here or there, but it doesn't happen very often. You know I've even had. People say, oh, the, the shipper probably dropped the thing or whatever. But, I mean, the, the cabinets that we have are actually built like tanks. I don't know if you've moved one of them around before, but have, they're yes. very, very similar, I would say, to like a Gottlieb System 3. <laughs> I've yeah. had customers say that before. We're like, these things are, they're hefty for sure. Now, I, I know you're on the service side of it, and I used to do a lot of service with phone support. I know once a month we would have a meeting where we would talk about what the issues are and what we can do to improve what we're dealing with right now with either the machine that we're working on or for the system that you're working on, like, you know, seeing changes. I hope you are part of that process. And I hope I'm thinking AP does that since I think almost every other pinball manufacturer does. Do you see better stuff coming along? You know, like, you know, like you're saying like, hey, it's only to get better from this. Right. You learn along the way, and yes, so making things more serviceable for customers. I mean, it's definitely trending more towards home buyers these days, as most of us know, and having it as easy as possible to get back up and running is is certainly a priority. And yes, we do meet weekly, so I, I do a service summary for every week, you know, just so I can keep track of the trends and what's happening. And with that, I'm in a unique position where I talk directly with the customers and know what their problems are. And so that is what feeds into, okay, well, I can 
you know, make a video on this common thing that people are bringing up to help with whatever their problem is. The latest one that I just did was for um, Oktoberfest, educating people about magnetized balls that can have a huge impact and how the game functions. I actually did quite a bit of research over the past week, just researching that that very thing. What makes the actual ball better quality than, than another? And there's all different people supplying these, but I found that they're, I don't know how technical you want me to get on it, but basically none of the suppliers are really telling you exactly what rating the carbon steel is in a pinball. And so the higher amount of or percentage of carbon that you, so say you've got carbon steel balls, which everybody says, says is good for games with magnets. Well, if you have a higher amount of carbon in it, it will actually hold residual magnetism. So what you need is a rating of that carbon steel to be lower. So therefore, when you do hit it with a magnet, it's going to drop that charge almost instantly. And so that's the best thing. But the problem is none of the suppliers out there are saying this on their websites. They just say standard carbon steel. Okay, well, there's an AISI rating for that carbon steel. So what is it? And uh, the lowest that I found was like a, a 10, 1008 or 1010, but they can go all the way up to like a 1080 something like that, which would basically you could charge them up and effectively make them like a supercharged magnet if it was that high of carbon level. And then this also goes into looked at, you know, the ninja balls, the chrome balls out there. Those are absolutely horrid for games with magnets. Do not use those. They will magnetize instantly. But they're one shiny. Game. They go <laughs> with my pin stadiums. Come on. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. You know, once you put it in a game and it gets batted around, it's not shiny anymore. It's going to look you know, just about the, the same as the standard carbon steel that you would get. So if you really want them shiny, I, I just went to Harbor Freight and got a, a rock tumbler and some, you know, some walnut media. And you can, you can easily shine them back up again. It's not, it's not too hard. But, you know, so basically that video that I made for Oktoberfest was to help educate about that as well as talk about like lock switches and what it can what it can do to the, your game and it can confuse it and people get super frustrated with that issue. Well, I guess so, you never heard the data East solution to that. Did you? The data East was that with the, didn't they have some uh, opto boards instead of the rollovers? And no, 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 no. They actually, oh. they, what they would do is they'd have all the balls come down. They'd pump them in a big humongous, big vat. And it magnetize them through a magnet, like a trail, a ball guide would be going through and it magnetize them. And if it gets stuck at one place, it would kick it to one pile. If it didn't get stuck, it would kick it to another pile. <laughs> and then what they would do is with the magnetized balls, they would throw them in a non-magnetized game. And the ones that didn't magnetize, they throw it into a <laughs> Oh, man. And they did this for years. Wow. So it's basically they didn't – They it, so that's the problem too. Is, yes, they had manufacturing so issues where they couldn't get an exact number. Right, or they get them mixed in. Mm -hmm. with and they didn't their want to lots. waste money, so that was the easy right. way. 
Right. Just separate right. them. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> yeah. like Data East. It was Data East. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Data East. That's pretty ingenuity. It's some ingenuity there. I like that. It was. It was. And John Borg was actually involved with that a little bit also. They had a problem with uh, Tales from the Crypt and, and with uh, Last Action Hero where they had all the Magnus and everything like that. And they, after that, they started having the same issues and they started dealing with this stuff. And then they finally figured out around uh, Frankenstein. You mean Frankenstein, the one where they, it was really cool until they actually put glass, yeah. play field glass on and realized that Frankenstein was hitting the glass every hitting time because the they yeah. never tested it with the glass on. I love that story. That's a good it's one. A great story too. Ah, uh, so American Pinball, from at least what American Pinball has stated, Game Four will be a junior designer with help from Dennis Nordman, and then Game Five will be Dennis Nordman's game, and then Game Six will be Joe Balser's game. So there's like three games in the pipeline. Yep, which is great. I know Dave Fix, the American Dream of American Pinball. He's yeah, baby. That's right, baby. The American dream of American pinball. I said we are going to have two games this year, baby. Is that still true? Or at least they're going to try. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not really part of the development team per mm -hmm. se. I help out with the bill of materials. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get the um, spreadsheet job <laughs> putting all the parts and pieces. And it's insane, you know, how many pieces go into a pinball machine. But you have to categorize them all and put them all in the right spot because that's how the line is set up. So it flows together with that bill of materials. So each station kind of lines up in that way. So, but as far as like pushing things along in the development, um, that's more people or other folks on the team that are working directly on that. That's another strength of American pinball. They actually make games. If I wanted any particular, if I wanted any of the three titles right now, I could probably get one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, um, we still have Hot Wheels available, Oktoberfest, and I believe we still have uh, a few Houdinis. And I've, I know I've talked to some distributors that have Houdinis in stock still. So people are buying them up. There's, there's been a uh, pretty massive code update for Houdini recently that Josh came out with, and that has, had uh, reinvigorated the folks that were interested in it, have bought it up. Same thing, I think, happened with Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see that whenever there's a code update, you know, people flock and get have to go and grab the game again. So, well, I know a lot of people that own Hot Wheels. They say it's the most William S. style game, which is a compliment in my book. It yeah, really absolutely. Is. Yeah, it's it's more approachable. You know, I would, and I say this to customers all the time is, you know, it's sort of a, I wouldn't say easier because there's a lot of depth to the game as well, but it's more intuitive to walk up to it and be able to, you know, get something going, get a multi-ball going versus Houdini is a, is a complex game. I would say it's, it's more for people that love to dive into rules. You know, if you want to get a lot of game for the money. I hear that time and time again is that's one of the major praises that people that like Houdini is they want a game that they're not going to get bored with really quickly. You know, they might have only space for one or two games. And so they want to get something that's got a lot of depth and it, and it's hard. They don't want to get something that's easy and then they get to the wizard mode in the first day or something. 
I agree. I agree totally. Now, I know the biggest complaint we hear about American Pinball is, of course, getting a great theme. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, Hot Wheels is a good player. It's actually a really good player. When you get one that's actually hooked up right, it plays really fast, a lot of fun. And I know Hot Wheels is a bought theme. I think people are hoping for the fourth and maybe the fifth game where you're going to get like a licensed theme that hopefully hits the home run with the play field, of, like the play field fun of Hot Wheels. And mm-hmm. that's, I know that's the biggest challenge for any pinball machine company. And sure. I'm hoping that's going to work out that way. And we'll only see better things. That's the biggest thing that we're hoping. Yeah. For. And this, this is my first development cycle. So I came in at the launch of, of Hot Wheels and I basically helped to finish assembling the, the manual on that and kind of went help with the launch. But as far as theme goes, I mean, what I'm learning is, you know, you talk about development and lead times and acquiring a, a license. You know, it, it just takes, it takes more development time to do a license and approval process because you got people on the outside that need to approve everything you know and then it's also you want to invest that cost so there's a lot more freedom in doing a a non-license than paying for for a theme i mean i i get both sides of the coin there but yeah i don't disagree with you bruce i love i'm not trying to disagreement or agreement you know i'm just hoping that if we can get game four or five with a great, if we can, a great theme like Dave's been talking about with getting Sharp on board and getting a good light, you know, I think it might all merge together and you'll actually have even a bigger home run than Hot Wheels was. Because Hot Wheels was a, in the beginning when you first showed it off, before you were even hired, back at the, uh, the pinball show just before COVID really started breaking out. Was it at a pinball show though? Wasn't it at a, like some other type of show? It was at a uh, not a pinball show. It was at uh, uh, like IAP or that kind of stuff. That was uh, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Yes, the yeah. uh, yeah. AMOA or I think it was or something like that. Yep, yep. yep. They had big plans. Oh, of um, course, we all things, did. Yeah, to lined up with uh, with Texas Top and wheels. To roll that Top out wheels. and yeah. right, and there was a whole Legends tour. Yep. That Hot Wheels was doing that basically that all went online and we were a part of the Legends tour and there, there was a the game that was raffled off or mm-hmm. uh, yep. given away at that anyway but so you know we, you make the best of it and I think the oh you guys you know did. the marketing all the marketing plans that they had were kind of not their fault yeah yeah exactly so it you know you work with what you have and I I think but it did, did a really, so well a really. Yeah, and and we we did a really good thing with uh, working with the uh, streamers and IFPA with uh, the streaming challenge, which is really great. So we had some really top notch players playing it and showing off what it could do and competing in challenges. So I think that really got some emphasis behind it. And basically, how do you how do you show off a game when there's you know, operators aren't, yeah, operators aren't buying them because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're everything's shutting down mm-hmm. and there's no shows to show it off. So, you know, we do the best we can to to kind of get a product out. So I, I think it was amazing how many 
games were actually released during COVID and good titles. So it's yes. it's pretty all cool. around from almost every company. If you look at it, yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Bruce, do you want to get to the contest? Yes, we have a contest. Ron, tell about all the prizes people can win. <laughs> Dave, Dave fixed the American dream from the American pinball baby. He hath graciously offered this Houdini playfield print. Basically, it's a, it's a Houdini playfield on a uh, premium like photo paper. It's 18, 18 inches by 24 inches. You can win one of these if you can answer our question. Dun, dun, dun. I, lab- I, I label hard over this. I labored hard because it, it's got to be different than it does. M- most, most other, they'd ask a pinball question on another, but uh, not, we, us. Not, not us. I have, I have a, another idea. So if you would like to win this beautiful Houdini Playfield print, and you can check this out. It's at American Pinball's store if you want to see what it looks like. If you want this Houdini Playfield print, all you have to do is be the first to email the correct answer to the following question. And the email, of course, would be slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. That's slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. So the first person who emails that address with the correct answer to this question. Are you ready, Bruce? I am waiting with bated breath. All right. What was the name of the sperm bank? That Beavis and Butthead donated to. <laughs> Again, what was the name of the sperm bank that Beavis <laughs> and Butthead donated to? The first to send the correct answer to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com will win this beautiful Houdini Playfield print, which I believe is the first giveaway we've done since the critical hit cards, I think. Yes, it was. So it's been a while. It's been a while. We're giving back to the community. And we like to thank Dave Fix and all of American Pinball for that free giveaway. Thank you guys for that. Now, how many pinball machines have you owned in your lifetime, sir? Oh, man. In total? <laughs> uh, oh, easily over 100. Good. But um, but currently in my collection, I think I'm at 51 or 52, something like that. It was getting out of control for a little while there. I was probably pushing 60 <laughs> for a bit. But, uh, yeah, I have – in my basement, I have uh, 40 or 38, I think. And then I'd have another – I keep all the EMs upstairs. And they're the only ones that the wife allows in the uh, in the living rooms. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So I have uh, – I have all – I think so- I have three Sonics and uh, two Zacharia EMs up there. Nice. So, yeah. So we're now going to ask you the most important question that you're going to be asked ever. Game you like, game you hate. It could be any reason why. It could be the way you repaired one. It could be the way you've owned one and just said, oh, my God, it's the worst game or best game ever. This is all your personal preference. Okay. It doesn't matter the era? Nope, not no, at all. Okay. You can go any era. You can even go 30s if you had to. Okay. <laughs> I really hate Fleet. <laughs> yes, I hate Fleet. <laughs> well, I would say a game I like, uh, and I will, I would put this up against any early solid state, is Game Plan Cyclops. Yes. And 
I mean that and because there's a lot to do in that game. It's unfortunate that they didn't make more of them, but I think it was it was at the tail end of the company and but yeah, I mean you got two two banks of drops with stand-ups behind them, a really nice spinner shot that's reminiscent of a firepower of two is there is actually two spinner shots on that game and then it also has the pop bumper instead of the the left slingshot which uh, makes for interesting gameplay so that's one that i like and it has more ass than probably any game ever made <laughs> i would say yeah yep it was quite the compliment when i uh when we were streaming that in uh, chicago roger sharp came and, and played and uh we were able to record him you know talking about the game and uh, we have that on our twitch TurboGrafx 7 Twitch as uh, one of the highlight videos. So that was pretty cool. And then a uh, game I hate, I would say Fishtails. Uh, if, if you if you want to beat me at, at a league play or tournament play, just pick Fishtails. <laughs> <laughs> it kicks my butt every time. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lightning flippers or I just brick on the boat. And just drain, but that game hates me. So, <laughs> okay, that's a that's a good two good answers. I do Cyclops rocks. I'd love to find a nice game plan Cyclops. So, just to reiterate, what's the name of that Twitch channel? Turbo Graphics Seven. Is it spelled weird though? Isn't it like missing uh, an I or something? Yeah, T U R B O G R A F X, and then seven. Give them a watch, especially on, I think, Fridays. Yep, Fridays at 8. We we actually did uh, Meteor last night, 8 Central. Then we also yeah, have sure. a, uh, a Facebook page where I do, um, basically, it's anything general throughout, like, the week if I'm doing any personal projects. Uh, I think the last thing I did was I replaced the cabinet bottom on the Sonic Butterfly that I picked up. So somebody lost the keys to the coin door, and I'm pretty sure that they busted out the corner closest to the coin oh, box no. so they could reach in and try to get the lock open. <laughs> so nice. I had this nice hole in there that I had to replace the whole bottom. Oh. So you've also done personal projects before even working for American Pinball with putting LEDs into old solid state Valley and uh, early Stearns. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah, I made a little video on that because I think if you're handy with uh, circuit board repair, it's not anything too mind-blowing. But basically, I made a video with for Turbo Graphics just showing how that's done to put um, resistors in line, which work very similarly to like an Alltech board or a um, some of these piggyback mods that people are selling. So you can accomplish the same thing if you want to put in the the work to do it but even before getting involved with american i've done some things like um you might even have some of them if you if you're into early ballets me and a friend did the uh, reproduction aprons for quite a few of the early ballet games so i did some reproduction parts you know kind of getting involved with some of that so it's it's a fun experience learning how to remake some things. I've also remade a circuit board for a Zacharia EM 
that didn't exist. Because some of those those old EMs, they they're sort of a hybrid, and this one had a uh, electronic sounds and some effects to it. So I have a combat and a aerobatics that use a soundboard in it instead of chimes. Well, if that is missing, then you're kind of SOL. But thanks to me, it is now available, I think, on it's on Marco. So you said you can actually help me with my Rick and Morty besides burning it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think – no, no. We're, we're all set with American Pinball now. Yes. Now we now have you, of, we have you as tech support. He's cause, changing hats. Because Dave said he could possibly fix Bruce's problem with his uh, – what, your Rick and Morty flippers just randomly getting more powerful, less powerful? Yeah, and, you know – I think because I've had the TNA and Alice Cooper's, but um, you know they they recently came out with um, I know the code Jer uh, yes so they they might have already already addressed that yeah it still does not the problem with the when it is is when you actually get a kick out and mm -hmm. like every other company if you hold the flipper up it's got enough strength to hold the flipper up mm -hmm. it's it actually is acting like a data east robocop with no eos switches right which it doesn't and it just it, it, it you can feel the you can actually see the flipper just like go down a quarter inch and even with the new code it's still not right yeah and i think the problem is just not having end of stroke switches in exactly. there and but these do what, now what yeah they, they do, do that's the weird do part now my TNA mm. didn't, Rick, but Rick and Morty does. It's, does. And it still is not yeah. helping. TNA and Alice Cooper didn't did not, have did them. No. And yeah, so when it fired out of the scoop, especially on, on those two games and it hits the flipper, well, well after you've played, uh, I've noticed it most after you play it several times, yes, you know, three or, four times, yeah. or something. And then, yeah, it'll fire out and then the ball speeds out of the scoop and hits the flipper and then it dies. So it should be when the end of stroke switch gap opens, mm -hmm. it now switches from low power, which is the hold, to high power um, to basically push it back up again. Well, if you don't have that programmed in, it's not going to work. And so, they said they changed it, and I actually think it's about the maybe a hair better, but the problem is I think it's just milliseconds behind. And I've played with the gap on the EOS switch. So it's, I mean, it's barely anything. I've gotten bigger. I've even had it touching once in a while where I didn't realize until I'm like, oh, okay, now, oh, wait, wait a second, that ain't right. <laughs> you know, and of course, I am just getting sick of being underneath. This is the, honestly, I've owned Game of Thrones, Stearns. I've owned other new inboxes. This game is the most neediest game I've ever had. Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's a special club. I'm a member of the Spooky Club. My TNA by far had more issues than any other new inbox game I've ever had. Yeah, and right when I finally got it working 100, percent then I sold it. Yeah, and it's just it's a shame because I think they do get a lot of goodwill, and maybe they are a small operation, but I just don't see. But if anyone's going to give them heat, it's going to be Bruce. It's going to be me. Mm-hmm. And but just, I, it, I I like you know I appreciate I like what, what they're doing. Chuck is I love doing what they're and, doing. Yeah, yeah. I I like. Well, I've bought two of their games so far, and 
I really haven't had that much problem with it, maybe other than what you just described. And I'm sure they're well aware of it. Oh, they um, are. They are. But um, I think, you know, going to talking about learning from the past and you brought this up of how you can learn from that and improve going forward, you know, make your games more serviceable yep. and we also make have them, a, and, uh, and uh, build in reliability to them, that kind of thing. We're, what am I trying well, to say? Well, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to state a fact. They have six games underneath their belt, literally. Literally? Not figuratively. Literally have six games, and they have barely any manuals out for any of them. That, in my mind, is piss poor. That's my problem. I, I can go on your website for American Pinball, and not, and there's a manual. Yeah, and I think I've, I think I've read the... The T- there is there's a manual for TNA. Alice Cooper and, and TNA. Uh, it's very beta. It yeah, is. the TNA manual was like ten pages. Yeah, ten it, pages. It was just basic, like this is how the lights work. Yeah, right. And so I will tell you that. So they use similar board sets and that. Of course. Yes. And so I get this from operators. Well, where where's the schematics? Where's the schematics? Well, here's the thing. If I had them, I would put them in there, but they're proprietary and they're not, they're not passing those out. So we put in the vital information that you can use that's important, but you're not going to see those schematics. It's, it's something that I wanted to touch on too. We talk about serviceability and, and cost and things. One thing I wanted to bring up of, you know, comparing it to, you know, the 80s and 90s of how circuit boards were done and how they are done today. And you can relate to, uh, let's say, an Altec or a Weebly. Well, those are hybrid boards. Basically, what I mean by that is it has a combination of through-hole and surface mount components. And I understand that you'd complain that, or people would complain that, oh, I can't can't work on a surface mount. Well, I mean, have you had to replace all of the components on a, you know, Bally or Stern MPU? There's maybe there's a handful of things like uh, chips that need to be socketed or, you know, there's common parts that you would replace, like transistors on a coil driver board. Now, those are still through hole. Yep. So, you know, you balance out that cost and you have equipment that's putting the surface mount components on the board versus paying labor to put all these through hole components in there. So there's a big difference there. So you could actually make it more cost effective to, to making these, these boards, you know, you think of all the stuff in there, they're, they're really not all that expensive. You know, I've, I've talked to several operators where they, they don't have time to pop, you know, take the board out, take it to the shop, change out a resistor, they would much rather have a new board to pop in there and be on their way. So, you know, it's just a different mentality that I think. If you notice, though, going on a different same subject is Stern did release finally the specs for the node boards for Spike and Spike 2. They actually finally did after pressure. So... Well, is this... Schematics not available because it's P Rock and it's P Rock's 
system or something like that? Or, or are there schematics available? I have no idea. Yeah, those are multimorphics, and that's their proprietary stuff. So I, now we got to complain about the Jerry. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does bring up an interesting thing. You use someone else's like system. Even if you wanted to release the stuff, you can't because it's their system. But you could do wiring harnesses and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, that, you so know, for the boards that we do have, so there there are Aintron made boards or AP boards in there that you know for LEDs and things like that. So we would have all the schematics for those. And, we, and you can actually see it on some of your uh, the some of the stuff for Houdini and for. Uh, Oktoberfest, you see the boards yep. on there, which is great. Yep. Yep. I have that's that's a great thing. But when you barely release, not you, but these companies barely release anything or drag their feet to release stuff, it makes me as the consumer say maybe that's not the company I really want to work with. Because guess what? After your warranty's up, then I'm stuck. Well. You're more of a tech person anyway. I'm sure there's a lot I of know. customers that don't – they're never going to look at a schematic. I know. I know and if that, it doesn't work, can you just give me some a board so I can just swap it and get it working again? But what is on the, the node board first, a spike system, is pretty cheap. But the node boards, when they're selling them, some of the boards are up there in price. Oh, yeah. And that's that hurts somewhat also. Okay. It's just – you know, it's a, it's a catch-22. Are we ready to get to the uh, – my checklist. Checklist away. Uh, let, let's get positive, or at least uh, partially positive. The UK tax that we brought up gone. when we had Mark Silcon. Yes. It's, it's gone temporarily, I believe. Yes, three months. Three months. Three months. And it's not the UK tax. It's actually the whole EU. 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 So, EU, if you want some games, this is the time. So get your games, and I think that's why... Some of the people were waiting for the Jersey Jack run, which actually helped out now for the CEs. Oh, the uh, Guns N' Roses. Yes. So by waiting, it actually helped them because, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yep. So speaking of Jersey Jack. Oh, gee. I figure I'd give this one to you because you've been sending me stuff. Oh, God. I, I guess play fields are an issue again. Oh, they're really an issue. And, and they changed their policies. Their policy is now, you get nothing except for washers. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, See, you, you got to give the wait, whole... Wait, wait, If you want to keep your game, that's all you're going to get. And uh, you didn't let me finish. No, because at the end of the run, you you can buy a play field at cost. Yeah, okay. Gee, great. I, I just don't understand their mentality. It's like giving you the big FU after you spent the most money for a pinball machine. Originally, out of all the manufacturers, they didn't give away play fields. They changed that around Wonka somewhere. It, Wonka and uh, Pirates. But they, they, they actually they gave play fields out, and now they're basically going back. And basically, their policy is: if your play field chipping has issues, whatever, you can send the game back to them, and they'll give you a refund because they'll find someone else who will want the game. Or at the end of the run, you can buy a new playfield at cost. But if I bought a new machine at $12,500, and we've seen it on Pinside, we've seen it with some of our friends, Ron, personally, having these playfield issues and being told, here's your washer kit, or send it back to us, or suck it up. 
that is piss poor communication after spending so much money. Do you think it's just they can't afford all these extra play fields? The problem is they keep on depending this one company who's making their play fields and their quality hasn't changed. And we've heard this now, heard it from Wonka, GNR. Before that was, uh, what else was bad? Uh, Dialed in, had some issues. And what was the other one that had issues? Oh, and Pirates. Four play fields. We've seen this now. It's just a repeating theme. And the game is good. They have a home run on their hands. I just don't... It it makes more people get turned off by this. And literally not want to buy a future product from them. If you bought it at 9500 and then you said, like, okay... I'll send it back to you, and now I want I want a new one. It's going to cost you a thousand dollars more. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Their policy, it's like if I bought a new car, and maybe in certain states, there's been talk about this. It might go under a lemon law. In California, people are talking about that now, where it might fall underneath a lemon law because it's so much money. Because in in California. Used cars over $10,000 are considered under Lemon Law. Any product over $10,000 is considered Lemon Law if it's sold. Hey, hey, guess what's over $10,000? Okay. Interesting. My question would be, why do you use Mirko? Haven't they always used Mirko? Yes. Uh, And the thing is, they've they've had runs that didn't have problems, though. But Mirko definitely seems to have issues with... Every other run seems to have some kind of clear code issue. Yeah. Luckily, American Pinball doesn't have that. Yeah, I, I've been <laughs> holding. I've been holding off a little bit on because they came out with nine ball. I yes, want to get a too. nine ball play field, and yep. then I saw Quicksilver. There was a guy that did a swap, and then after the swap, he had all these problems with it. Like, oh my god, that'd be that would be terrible. Yeah. Well, to, I I have to admit I was wrong, and Bruce was right. I mean, when he would. Say how you get these these Mirko playfields and these turn games, and he's like, uh, "I'm going to send them off to be sand and recleared. Like it recleared, yep. it's already cleared. You're you're insane. Why why are you going to do that?" And he's there. They're clear That's not sucks. Cheap either. Well, no, no it's, it's not, not cheap either. It's not, to send but... it out and recleared after you bought an eight hundred dollar playfield, you know, it's go and spend more money to have it sanded down and recleared. Yep. I mean, it kind of defeats. Oh, it defeats. The the, I wish they wouldn't clear them. Well, so yeah, Great, Great Witch. I actually got Stargazer Playfield from so from him. The second one I got, I'm actually building one right now from scratch, and I I cleared it myself, and it saved a bit of money there. But you know that way I can control what that yes. looks like and basically make it as thick as I want it to be and give it as much time to cure as I want it to. And I can put, you know, it doesn't matter. I can pick the top shelf clear, you know, BPG stuff and, you know, I get to pick. So it's kind of like, I I was excited when I saw Mirko do the nine ball play field. And then when they all brought up all the issues that he didn't make the play field properly, Right, text was wrong. Some text of the was wrong, and shading was wrong, yeah. and just I was like, and then I saw the newest one, the newest version, and it looks a lot better. There's still a couple little tweaks to it, just like the Quicksilver Playfield has a like, two you things wrong. You guys are with it. so anal. 
<laughs> I would what? probably still get it. It's better I, than I got a the Quicksilver one. Me and Ron both got the Quicksilver. And I'm going to get the nine ball because guess what? Compared to what I have on my nine ball, right. it's, it's 10 no. times better. Right. Unless you were sitting pristine original next to this restored one, are you really going to pick out the differences? No. You're so. not. So th- that's why I'm going to get a nine ball eventually, but I'm going to ask him, do not, do you have one not cleared? Just make sure he wraps it well so you don't oh, scratch the, uh, yeah. the drug print. Yeah. And if, if you ever had his shipping, it's actually not bad at all. That's the one thing I will say. He ships very well from Europe. They have, you know, Ron saw the one box when I got the uh, Quicksilver and it was double wall lined. He has a wrap around. He has like three layers around it, which is great for shipping, of course, you know. The thing about the Jersey Jack playfields and some of these playfield issues is there, there are companies that don't have issues. Yes. So it, it can, yes, American Pinball and, of course, Spooky, except Spooky. for, expect for, except, yeah, ex, except, except for, for the beginning TNA. of the TNA run, which, of course, I happen to get the, you know, probably couple hundred that had an issue, of course. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I got bad luck there. But it's, it can be done right. It can be done right if you want to put the time and effort and the money into and, a proper you company. Know, Stern is not immune. Stern, they seem nope. to have issues now with you, you just get warped play fields, especially if you yes. get an LE. Yes. We had, we had Carl D'Angelo of IA Pinball. He had his mm-hmm. Avengers warped play field. So yep. they had to send Another it. First. I know three people with warped. Yep. Then we have, we have Jeff Tiolis, final round, final round podcast. He's is LE, Led Zeppelin, warped play field. They're just using really shitty wood. Do better. Yeah, I Do even better. saw in the they showed uh, the pin is a uh, press board. Mm-hmm, yeah, I saw that on the one of their hype videos, which I was surprised to see. And I I just think of, well, I don't know how many times you're gonna take a mech in and out, but you'd think with press board. Oh, you're gonna screw it in three or four times, and you're done. Your screws are gone. Right. Your your material's gone. You're screwed. You're screwed, screwed. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you hope it's T-nutted all the way around. It's the only way it would actually somewhat save you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, come on. You're, the cost of these machines. Yeah, that's the thing. They are quite expensive now to get one and then your fucking artwork's chipping off and you're being yeah. told like, hey. Oh well, suck it up or 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 you can don't buy, buy another playfield if you want. Yeah, that's just unacceptable in my mind. And I know what I know what they're trying to stop, which was the stern way of giving you a playfield, and then you're selling it three months later on eBay. Is it that, or do they just not want to give out the playfields? Is it a Maybe cost not. issue? It could be a cost issue because, according to Eric Minier, at least in the interview and final round. He kind of intimated that the thousand dollar price increase was due to the COVID, the you know supplier issues, like how everything's more expensive. So if that cost increase and, and they had to raise that a thousand dollars during the run, I mean, how much money do you think they're actually making on these games? Uh, well, I think people have this fault, like they're just making millions of dollars off these machines. No. That the the profit margin's incredible. I, I don't think they are making a ton of money off these machines, but I also don't. Th- I also don't think you should have a playfield that's like chipping and your art's coming yeah. off. When other companies are doing it and selling the machine for sixty five hundred dollars or seven thousand dollars, 
and they don't have a problem with their play field, and you're selling it for twelve five, and you're having problems with your play fields, and not just one or two, most of them, you got to look back at yourself and say, we have a problem. We should address it and make sure the consumer is happy. Find out who spooky and American use for their play fields and use that. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Stamped right on the play field under the apron. There you go. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know. Because I think of it from this man. Do you think Eric Minier like seeing this? Like on no, his game? I don't think Keith. I don't think Keith or any other man. Or any, any of the designers yeah. like seeing their games have this stuff. They don't no. have power over this, and they can't no. go to the boss like, well, I want you to change the playfield manufacturer for my game. If I said that to my boss, my boss would say, okay, you're going to take a 20% cut, cut pay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it, it is a hard thing. It sucks all around, but they're, they're ha- they have has to be addressed at some point. It has to be addressed, and literally, you're going with a company that's overseas. Don't you think the cost to be probably equal? To a company in the United States that's doing this? And it's not even like you could say, you know, it's on location. Well, they do have a lot of them on location, these LEs, Guns N' Roses. But, I mean, for the most part, these are made for home use. Yes. They're home and products. And right out of the box. And right out of the box, they have plays. issues. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's getting old. All right. Check your out hole. Check your out hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true find an older stern like an old lord of the rings or my terminator 3 you will not have wear in the outhole ever because it used different wood the one. they use different wood yes they did well it's it's interesting you talk about that and i don't know if you've worked on a like a zacharia or a sonic game but the density of the oh. wood oh those things it's they're they're like tanks. I, yes. I don't know if it's like the old old wood or, or what, but they they are super dense. Oh, and I still contend yes. they probably used highly toxic clear coat on there. Oh, probably sure. all yeah, their workers absolutely. got cancer years later from using it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I don't think there was any safety concern. They sprayed that shit. When you see games that are 40 years old and the thing looks new and you're looking at yeah. it like, how has it looked? And it plays like lightning because it's all like a sheet of glass. Yeah, there's just no way any of that stuff was safe. They probably didn't even have masks on or anything. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing: they did not light any cigarettes around that stuff because it would have caught the whole building on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, the, uh, only, the only downfall I think with Sonic is I do this. The, the cabinets are oh, just the cabinets oh, are the terrible. cabinets oh, suck. Terrible. Oh my yeah. god, particle That's board is terrible. Particle board, yeah, it is terrible. But everything else about the game is great. My prospector was so awesome because the cabinet was good. That's like, I have to get this. The cabinet's good. That's just yeah, not yeah, going to happen. It's actually his is pretty good, I will say. But I've had some where I look underneath it and it's just a, it's gone. I do mm-hmm. like that the back panel in, in the back box is wood, not metal. Because, you know, my Spanish eyes, when you're nudging the game hard, you just hear a clank, 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 clank. You don't yeah. hear that on a, on a Sonic. No, Sonic, Sonic did it right, I will say. They were, and they're back fun glasses. games. They're yeah, play games and back glasses. Their cabinets and their lamp sockets are garbage. Oh, well, any, uh, honestly, <laughs> most lamp sockets from the seventies. I think they just said, "How do we cheapen this game out?" <laughs> Who's the cheapest distributor? Oh, you guys! <laughs> All right, next on my list, I have a little note here. It says Alien gameplay. Oh, <gasps> ooh! Without the middle display, give it to me, baby. Yeah. Pinball Brothers had some videos of alien gameplay. The thing I couldn't understand, and I can't understand, 
it's vertical. It looks like it was filmed with a cell phone. Yeah. But the sound was direct in. Like, the sound sounded awesome. And in the video, it was basically like a cell phone vertical video. I don't get uh, it. If you want to sell this, wouldn't you, like, do some high production type stuff for that? We've seen the goodness, you know, and it's just, that's just terrible. I, I don't know why. Just, ugh. Do you think it's because they know that people already know what it is from the highway one? It's different, not, though. It, but it's different. It, it is different. And, I mean, make it show matter. It to, show yeah, show it, it in matter. the best make light it, possible. Do, like, low yeah. lighting with, you know, high def. You would be screaming if the new pinball machine, you're working on a number four for AP, and, and then some guy puts it on a on an iPhone 6 camera and shows <laughs> off the video, you'd be going, what? <laughs> you would be, you would be bringing the baseball bat up to them. Like, no, get away, get away. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's, you know, that's why you don't want to reveal your hand no. before, before you're ready, because I think it's been preached. And I think we know the formula that you got to show, the game in the best light and be ready to ship and yep. all those good things. Yes. Yep. And you guys so. have always been doing that for the past couple of games. You know, you have them ready. Even with, you know, with the COVID, I know you had games in box ready to go after, I think, I, I think a month after the AMA, the AMOA show. The weird thing is they did direct in on the audio. So the audio sounds like yeah. tremendous. Yeah. Like I think that's, was that David Thiel? Too, I believe, yes, it did the uh, it did Alien. Uh, I mean, it sounds incredible. And then you got the vertical video. I hate vertical video. Maybe it's just my hatred of vertical video. Is uh, no, the quality was not that great. But you could have filmed that and like made a whole package, and just anyone who wasn't interested and maybe saw that, like, holy shit, yeah, okay, I got to buy this now. Yeah, but I just don't know. I'm still way negative on the Pinball Brothers. Well, okay. I'm sorry. And unfortunately, I know two people have bought the new game. Oh, I yes, I know. I, I know someone who got screwed on the original, but they, they're buying the new one. Yeah, great. We have the second Stern Heads Up Invitational, at least virtual one. Did any of, us, any of us see that? No. No. Well, there goes that segment. Damn it. Well, tell us about it. Come on, tell us all about it, Ron. Did either of you see the first one? I can't remember no. that far back. I was running around. Does anyone know what the heads up champion, what it means? Basically, you have the same game, in this case, Avengers, and two people play head to head, and there's a challenge. Yes. Oh, like Pin Clash? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, first to get yes. the Thor multi ball, first to do this, first to do that. Yeah, basically the same as, as Pin Clash. But it's all pre recorded. So they had one person come in at a time and film their segments. So they had to do like every possible challenge that could be picked. Ugh. And each person did that. That's how they did the last one. So no one knew whether they won or not. Then they ran it through the simulator, figured out who won. Then they called them all back in to do interviews and voice over all the video, which is what they did the first time. Mm -hmm. And it was all spliced together to make it, you know, try to look like it's live. And? I think those mini games, like those timed ones, it's one of the only things where the better you are, the longer you play. And so having a timed thing makes for more entertaining to watch. Yes. So I, I thought, you know, I did watch Pin Clash when they had the 
Jurassic Park. Park yep. I thought that was fantastic. That was mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Yes. The weirdest thing they did though is they kept doing like these cutaways, like the reality shows do, and then they did this really bizarre thing. They had the person critiquing their own play, but it wasn't done like they were doing it after the fact. Like if I was watching it, like, oh yeah, I just couldn't hit this shot here, man. I, I just, yeah, I totally, I totally blew this right here. It was more like they were commenting on themselves. Like it was live, like, come on, hit that shot, Ron. Oh man, I keep missing like that. It was just bizarre. So bizarre. I, I but um, it was the, the winner got a brand new Stern pinball machine and Anna Neal won. I wrote her name down. Congratulations on your new, uh, I think it was Avengers Pro. I could be wrong. You are not wrong. Avengers Pro. Okay. So congratulations on your victory. But even, even the finals were weird because they, after doing all these challenges, the finals, they were doing uh, best out of three. Right? Except when they got to the finals. The final match was like two-minute drill. Which I thought was weird, because if anything, I thought you would do three out of five for the finals yeah. to make it. But they did a two-minute drill, and I can't remember Anna's opponent, but he was trying to set something up, and he kind of messed way up and, and, and drained. Anyway. And then yeah. he like paused, like he just was. But you got to remember, they were all filmed separately, so he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't realize he's on the gun or whatever. But it was just weird. He just kind of stopped for a little bit and then continued. It was just kind of bizarre. I really hope we can get to the point where we see live ones again. Yeah. Oh, we will. Nice. It's called Pin Clash 2. Yes. Electric Boogaloo. This time it will be on Avengers. Yes. So everyone will be really sick of Avengers after this. The problem is, and Zach's running into this problem now, is that he can't find people to want to play him. Want to play? What does that have to He doesn't need anyone to be, play him. Yes, you do. You need to get no, points. You, don't. you need to get well. No, 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 they, no. You're thinking of something else. Pin clash again. Oh, that's it's, right. It's, yes, it's, that's yeah, right. it's like it's heads up, but there's a qualifying stage, and if you stream, you can just you, you have to do it on stream. You have to go through what is it called? Battle Royale, one of the wizard yes. modes, in the um, lowest number of flips. So the top, I don't remember how many it is. Twenty, ten, fifteen. I don't remember how many. They get into the finals for pin clash. And that's how that works. There you go. And I don't have Avengers, so. Neither do I, but Zach does now. Yeah, our own Zach. He all of a sudden has an Avengers. I found it for him. What a great guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, right, well, I'll find one. And then a guy came to me like a day later. He's like, hey, I'm selling one. So I, I put the peanut butter with the chocolate and I made a racist peanut butter cup. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's some news you'll love, Bruce. Stranger Things Topper is out. Oh, God. Infinity. Infinity uh, looks mirror. good. Yes. Looks good. It, it does look pretty Come good. Come on. You, oh, you got, I got him to admit it looks good. No, it does look. I love Victory. Infinity lights. And no, Infinity Lights look great. The game still sucks. No. No. Incorrect. Yes. 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 All right. Play the superior game, which is called AFM. All right, Dave. What's 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 the consensus? What do you think of Stranger Things? I got Dave there like, oh, Stranger like Things. That. What do you think? Well, I haven't played the newest code, so but I do enjoy the theme. I don't know if it would be my first pick, but you know, I don't I don't buy brand new games all the time, so I still like it. I I like the game. I think I need to give it another play. There's I think a you know a renewed interest in it, and I have 
few friends that have the game and and absolutely love it. So I, I'm not going to. The reason why there's a renewed interest because nobody can get it anymore. It's the only reason why. Look at Wonka. Because you can't. Cause it's you like can't Pirates. It. Is it like yeah, Pirates? It's like Wonka and Pirates. As you soon can't as get the game goes out of production, people go, wait a sec, that's got to be a good game. It's already done. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> uh, but you have to play premium with the UV kit or it's just don't bother. And, and that's another thing that annoys me. Okay, I still have so many games. They're still selling pros, but I'm not going to sell the UV kit anymore. Why? Yeah, that's that makes me yeah. not want to buy the pro now even more. Well, does Penn Stadium work with that? No, like they have UV thing. Didn't I don't think so. Something? Not as good. They say it works on the other better. So, but, but why would like, you do that? Yeah, I'd want the original yeah. thing that it's programmed for in the game. Yeah. But if you still you have, everybody your... would want that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't. One of yeah. the coolest features of the game. That was built into the game. I mean, they made yes. all the play fields with the UV ink specifically to use this feature that now they're not selling anymore. Yeah, and they still want to sell the game. You could install a black light above the game and just have somebody click the light on and off. There you, uh, no, a button <laughs> on the foot on your foot. You just click the foot on. There you go. Look at me. Uh, I know. That is really it's good stupid. Game. It's a good game. It's no, awesome. AFM is a lot better. Uh, okay. All right. It's a different, it's a totally different it's experience. Different. It's a totally different yeah, yeah. experience. In AFM, I can actually hit the center shot and feel enjoyment about it. On Stranger Things, I can't get in the fucking Demogor. You know that. It's you can't screwed. get in the hole. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what I hear. Yeah. It's in the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Moment of silence here. The super awesome pinball show has ceased operation. At least regular they, operation. I think they will operation. do occasional episodes. Yes. And uh, they did a great job for the past two years. My hat's off to them, honestly. For the quality of the show, it was incredible. It makes us look like rinky-dick assholes. As the editor here, I tap. I tap out, say uncle. I could never yeah, I edit anything her, like yes. that. I bow down to the editing they prowess. They had great interviews. They had great chemistry. They really were on their way, but it does take, as Ron and me both have said, it takes a toll takes on a you. It takes a toll. Yeah, the interviews were, I mean, I think Dr. Pin came into his own as, yes. like, top-notch interviewer. I can't imagine how much time it took to put together one episode. Oh, oh yeah. God. Well, and the other thing is you have the guy who's editing it, Chris Franchi, who is now working for, what, two or three different pinball companies? Two, two yeah, or three different projects? Yeah, free time, yeah. Including American Pinball, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever art package that is. And then we know Chicago <laughs> Gaming, he has an art package. Yeah. So I, I, I was surprised he was honestly still doing it when he kept saying how he was getting all these new projects. I'm like, how does he have any time to edit this thing? And obviously he didn't. When, when they did the hiatus thing, you know, we're taking a break. I had a feeling that they, oh, this yeah. would probably is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And we've all been through it. Even we were for a little bit. Yeah. We had the hiatus. We had a hiatus hernia. Yes. But we came back stronger, bigger, better than ever. Stronger, bigger, faster. Ron's favorite pinball machine. What's what's my favorite pinball machine? Six million dollar man. Oh. <laughs> Why do you always have to bring up that game? Because you brought up the I brought the bigger, stronger, and you completed the whole uh, thing. I don't hate it as much. It, it I hate the situation I was put in on it. Yes, Let's just put it that way. It, it got a bad rap because of that, but it's just 
it's just another valley with the saucer up on top and all that. It looks like all the other valleys of the air, honestly. I know somebody's selling something for you, Ron. What? What's your favorite system one besides Countdown? Sinbad? You got it. I know somebody's selling one. Woo, Sinbad. Of course, it has CPU issues, but that's a system bah. one. <laughs> I thought of you, Bruce, the other day. I saw a, oh, I think it was a nine ball. It, it was oh, yeah, 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 $3,800 $3, $3, one. And it had all the first, it, all this great stuff, great play field. It's a hard top. It's like, oh, okay. And like 3800 that's kind of expensive. And then it started going over all the things on it that didn't work. Yes. It's like, oh, how does God. it not work? $3,800 and it doesn't work? Because you know why? Because somebody a week before that put a $6,000 one up. And it sold? It sold. Oh, God. The funny thing is, if you looked at that $3,800 one, did you notice the spinner was yes. kind of like in the can't hit it position because it was yes. probably broken? Yes. Which, if you have it, don't have a nine ball, that's not like a common spinner part. That's the custom part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the Twippies? Let's do it. All but one. At least, at least Dan was excited. Uh, oh, I got a thing about that one. I got a thing about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Well, Let's I was go. actually on the ballot for one of them. Yes. Before. We yeah. will go over. We got best music and sound effects. The winner, Guns N' Roses. And it wasn't even close. No, it wasn't even close. I believe that one. I thought you didn't like Guns N' Roses music, so that alone should make you not have picked that. No, because it is the best out of all of them. For this past year, that was the best music, sound, definitely. I'm not going to argue with that. I put Stranger Things up there. I really like the, the oh, sound. Oh, God. What? Okay. Oh, God. All right. All right. Favorite homebrew pinball machine? Sonic the Hedgehog. Hedgehog, which was good. It was one of the few that were out there, so it's not like it was a hard pick. But well, it's, it's, it's tough to pick job. it when no one gets to play any of them because there's no shows. So you're just going by whoever streamed it the most, and the most yeah. people saw it, I think. Well, you get to play it, hopefully, at Pintastic. That's true, which if you listen to our previous episode, you'll know what that's all about. Yes. Let's see. Best theme. Rick and Morty. I agree. I don't know if I agree. I agree. Really? Yeah, I think it was the best integration of theme. That's what I look at. Well, that, that's another category. That's another category, though. I know, but I this really is find just it as... that, well. Then you're doing it wrong because they have two separate things. Well, for that. I think a lot of people did it wrong. Because I mean, if you look at ratings and stuff, this is Stranger Things, and I think even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have more overall popularity than Rick and Morty. Didn't. No. No. Dave. Well, <laughs> I don't remember exactly which one I picked, but I think Rick and Morty was up there. I mean, I enjoy the show, and the show. it's a it's a more relevant theme. You know, I was a big I was big into Turtles when I was a kid, but I can't remember any of the cartoons that I watch. I mean, I remember the movies, but Rick and Morty is more relevant. I mean, more current, I would say. And I agree, the theme integration, music. I mean, it's it's really cool. It did a good job with that. All right. Then we got favorite pinball location, which being with COVID, I don't know how. No. Uh, well, actually, District 82 is there. How close is that to you, Dave? Uh, about hour and 45 north of me. But yeah, very cool. They got over 
I think just over a hundred pinball machines, uh, and okay. and it's 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 really cool how they have it laid out where they it's all alternating between modern and early solid state or EM, and then when you play in a tournament, you're forced to go alternate between them, which really helped me in the last tournament because I did pretty well at the early solid state EM. I like that. So the favorite pinball location was voted Logan Arcade. Yeah, I don't agree with that one. Typically, one again. You don't agree. Uh, have you been there, Bruce? I have. Oh, yes. you, you have. The parking sh- sucks around there. The parking Parking's sucks terrible. around there. So that's that's your you know, criteria. If you ever been to Chicago and try to park a car, for that, forget about it. But other than that, it's okay. It's just an okay location. I actually think there's a lot of other better locations out there. Wow. Okay. Favorite pinball publication or article? The Guns N' Roses Deep Dive Overview from This Week in Pinball. Rig! Rig! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I go with I actually think the uh, better one was, I hate to say it, the Deep Root one. I think that article was better. Mm. Did you know Deep Root came out with another announcement? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Did you know that, Dave? No, I didn't know that. Oh, we can we can basically, we can re- uh, yeah. Cliff notes is some of our suppliers still suck and haven't got his stuff yet. Yep. Some suppliers are good, but we take UL full, testing is hard. We do take responsibility. URL test, yeah. URL testing is hard, and we're not going to have extra games now. Yes. It, yes. So we cut our quota down from one sixty back to one twenty. We're going to be making games of why even make a game that's only 120 now? Are they obligated? I think right? they were obligated to the first for the people with the deal they made, but that's it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if you have the game and it breaks, if, if they don't have any parts for it because they didn't order any extra parts, yeah, it's just oh, and if God. you have to make the games that you're obligated to, you might as well try to get as much volume as you can, you know, with other other sales to spread that across so i don't know it's unfortunate that you know more people couldn't play it and get some more interest in it to make make more of them if they could sell more of them but you know and it's also i'm sure people are wary of you know investing in a company that hasn't made anything yet in three years yeah accounting uh best toys and gimmicks i don't know if i agree with this guns and roses one yeah, I didn't agree with that at all. What's the toy? What's the gimmick? Unless the Hot hot Rail's the gimmick. The Hot Rail's the gimmick, and so is the, the guitar-shaped, you know, on the Ellie and the and the sticks for the drum. So I guess and it's a gimmick. Symbols on it's the pop ten. bumpers. Yeah, it, but the simple it, pop bumpers, yeah. But there's no toy. Yeah, no. they mean like a, a bash toy or... So when I think of toy, I think of something like the crane in Heist. Yeah. Mm. Or, I like a, or like a glove like, and Johnny Mnemonic or something. Just some insane yeah. mechanical what toy. What would you think this one was the best one this year, Dave? Well, I think the um, Industry Awards one probably was would have been my pick. The crane was the yes. most dynamic. Totally agree. It made the game. Um, it made the yeah, game. Yeah. But it, sure. says, it does say toy and gimmicks. So if you consider the other ones gimmicks. Gimmick. They are gimmicks, but I still don't think it's a good enough gimmick even for that. I think the crane and heist should have taken it hands down. Okay. And you, Ron? Oh, yeah. I, that's why I said heist. I'm not sure. Okay. You're on record now for it. I was already on record because Pinball Industries Awards, I think, shows what I voted for. So, favorite 
pinball virtual event. The Pinball Expo with Pin Clash second. Yeah, I kind of think Pin Clash is first in my book. Well, here's the thing. As I can tell you from some of our reviews, most people don't care about tournaments. Yeah. So you're going to have your tournament crowd who all watch that. But for your just the majority of the hobby, because it wasn't close. The number of first place votes was oh, 646 to, to 347, almost 300 yeah. difference. Not, not close. I think a lot of times tournament players might overestimate their overall um, impact on the hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Should I say that? No, I'm not no, saying I... you shouldn't have tournaments at your shows. I'm saying it's just like, yeah, well, you know, you've got to have tournaments. You've got to like, no, we don't. No, we don't. Most people don't play in tournaments. Hate to tell you. I agree. It's about one third of the, I think, of the whole playing hobby if, probably. If that, yeah. Yeah. So best theme integration. This one... There, there is no other answer to me. It's Guns N' Roses. Yes, of course. How can yeah, you, you slash his hat, drumsticks, yeah. Yeah. he said cymbals in the, the pop-uppers, two guitars. I, how can anything else possibly win? No, I agree. Does Dave agree? Yeah, I agree. It's like we're quizzing him. If you answer <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you can always jump in and say. Which we would love. You know, like, oh, you're, you're totally wrong on that one, dude. You douchebags, what the fuck? <laughs> favorite favorite website, we knew it was going to win this. Oh, it's Pinside, it's always going to win. Nothing other than that will ever win. It wasn't close, like a thousand votes. Yeah. Best rules, Avengers. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I figure it's Avengers because they're complicated to the point where I don't know what's going on, so it's got to be good, right? I would agree with that. My dreaming partner, Ryan, got one of those, and I have no clue what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Oh, it's very, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, Jam's placing all this stuff. This is so – I have no idea what's going on. This has to have the best rules. That's what I just <laughs> – Yeah. I kind of agree with you. But they are very cool. They're very intense. And if you do take the time, like you see with Raymond, who made the rules, but also talks about them on his streams – you kind of say, wow, and you see a score just go way up. You're like, hey, there is logic To give some this. of the other programmers credit, uh, other people did work on the rules. It wasn't just all Raven, but yes. No, I know, but he really pushed for the some of the stuff. And you can watch his tutorial in beautiful 4K. Yes. Hey, Ray. Hi, Ray. And the thing about Avengers, it has the best combo champ initials ever. Just saying. Yes. Best animations in display. Can they just... You give this to Jersey Jack every year yeah, at this point. Really, really you got a 27 well. inch screen. You got yeah. way more to play with than anyone else. And their stuff is so just next level every year. This should just be okay. What's the Jersey Jack AMS here? Here you go. Yeah, here you go. Favorite pinball YouTube channel? Uh, your buddy, Zach's one. Straight down the middle, a pinball show. Zach Mini. Yeah, I was. I was not surprised. Yeah, they do a good job. It was going to be either them or TNT. Or, yeah, or Todd. For TNT for Todd. Yeah. You know, he's been around this long time. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he probably has the most videos. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's funny that he, he did make a video about not winning. Yeah, he basically <laughs> stole the show with his consolation video, basically. I lost again? Yeah. He is Mr. Campy. He, he is Mr. Ham it up. He's always been that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the thing I'm trying to figure out, Papa TV Pinball was third. How? They didn't stream. Yeah, they barely streamed. They didn't streamed do anything. I, I think they might have had one uh, one of Bowen Karen's tutorials. 
Yeah, I think that was the newest one. That's it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like that was a Doctor Dude or something. At, yeah, something like that. That's all I remember. Other than that, they were showing mostly replays. It's just weird that that got to third when they didn't really stream anything all year. People are not smart. Sorry. Yeah, popular vote is just, yeah. I know that name, Papa. I know, yep. Yep, okay, I checked that box. We're good, yay! (laughs) Next one wasn't even a contest, in my opinion. Best call-outs. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. How can anything else win? You have the guy. Not only do you have the guy, he just improvises half the script. Yes, he did. He did really well. And he said Lion Man, so... Yeah, I know. Anyone that says Lion Man rocks. Once he said Lion Man, you know... He had me at Lion Man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he had me at Lion Man. That's a, that's a pinball quote at five. You gotta... See, hear, the, hear that, Spooky? You gotta put that in your next game. You yes. had me at Lion Man. Lion Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best pinball mod of 2020. Stranger Things UV mod. Yeah, you I like that. that. That is definitely the coolest Which is mod. kind of funny when you win best mod for your own game. Yeah, and you can't even sell it to anybody right now. Well, yeah, you don't have it available. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Except We're accepting this award that we cannot sell anymore. Thank you very much. The next one was weird. I think maybe some ballot stuffing here. You had favorite pinball streamer, which this is another one. Deadflip's going to win this every year until yeah, they decide but- to stop stop streaming. I mean, he gets 150 plus every day on his stream. No one else gets 50. No, nope, I agree. Yet, the actual first place voting was was close. Very close. Very close. It was the closest first place vote out of everything. 1138 to 965. Second place was RB Flip France, who I've never heard of. Nope. But their teaser video was pretty good. Yes, it was. Very high production values on that. They should hire those guys to do the alien video. Yeah, they're over there. Go do it. Do the alien video. But I never heard those guys before. Is it possible they actually could have got that many votes just from Europe? Possibly. I guess so. It's just weird. Because from there, it's not even close. It drops down, you know, almost 600 votes. 600 plays. Best light show. Well, another. this one was the biggest landslide, I believe. Yes, it was. By almost 2,000, like 1,800 First place votes, the best light show, Guns N' Roses, which just one word, Hot Rails. Or is that two words? Hot Rails. And the spotlights. Hot rails. And the spotlights, spotlights are rotating. Yeah. Spotlights. Yeah, just everything about it. And how many more bulbs you get when you go higher up in your machine. Yes, the collector's edition has more bulbs than the LE, which has more bulbs and than more the standard. And more bulbs than the CE, yeah. Standard edition, yeah, so I know. Yeah. So. Favorite pinball topper of 2020. I was going to say R2-D2, but that must have been... 2019. Damn it. The winner, Rick and Morty. Free. Everyone loves free. Yeah. Uh, Second was Elvira's House of Horrors. $1,000. See what happens? When you charge $1,000, you get second place. You get second place. (laughs) Another good quote. You charge $1,000, you get second place. That's all you get. Uh, Then we have favorite pinball podcast. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm in sleep mode. Go ahead. Go. Well, you know, we're always... Juvenile, because we don't say his name. I'll just say yep. the the only Twippy award winning podcaster. Yes, that well, actually, that that's not true because there are podcasters who have won other Twippies. The only podcast Twippy award winner ever yes. won again, as won he again. will every single year. He could yep. do five podcasts for the whole year and he will win. Yep, it will never change because he's got Pinside in his little pinky. Oh, you mean Pinside, which he's banned from? Yeah, but he's still. 
tools him up, and he's not banned from it. He goes under different things. He has his 3,000 listeners, and they are extremely loyal, and they will make sure he wins every year. And more power to him. So I'm saying, I'm saying what they should do, it would, this would be a classy move, he should do a John Laurel Kett. Do you know who John Laurel Kett is? Yes, I do. The, the uh, lawyer from Night Court. Night Court. In the 80s, there was a show called Night Court. And on the show, John Laurel Kett played Dan Fielding. Yep. It was like the DA or whatever. He was the prosecutor. Yes, he was. He would win the Emmy for Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy every year. He won it four straight years. The fifth year he was nominated, he turned the nomination down, just saying, someone else needs to win this. Yep. As the only Twippy Award-winning podcaster, maybe he will let someone else have a chance. Nope. Nope. Ego rules. Okay. Super awesome pinball show, of course, was a distant second. Yes, they were. Well, surprise with some of the numbers there. Actually, bro, do you even talk pinball getting fourth? Or third was the pinball show. But the final round got like ninth. Yeah. I was really disappointed with that. Buffalo definitely has some loyal listeners. Because they only actually podcast monthly. But I think they, they do it as a video, and I think that helps, honestly. Yeah, it does. Because you can interact with it. I mean, we would do that, but uh, I wouldn't be able to control Bruce, so we can't do that. Oh, YouTube would ban us right away. Yeah, well, no, Twitch would ban us, yes. Somehow we would get banned, even with no nudity or anything else. Bruce would find something to say to ban us. Mm -hmm. Best artwork. This, it surprised me and didn't surprise me at the same time. Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I didn't agree with that. Okay, what, what do we think had the best art? I think Turtles had the best art. I think Turtles had the best art, I hate to say. What do you think, Dave? I'd like, I would say Avengers a little bit above Turtles. And I think that was the issue. That like, was the problem. Sambietti split, split his vote between yeah. his two games. If he just had one game this year, I think he would have won. Yeah. But he, he took votes away up. from himself. Best gameplay and layout. Avengers. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. A couple times I played it, it sh- shot good. Yep. And game of the year. Not even close. Not even close. Guns and Roses. The hype machine, bad play fields and all. Wins it all, baby. <laughs> wow. Hot rails and shipping play fields. We got a victory. <laughs> I'm like spiking the ball for it, man. Woohoo! I know it's got to be a great game because Bruce hates Guns N' Roses and he actually expressed interest in the game. Until all those issues. Go fuck yourself now. Oh, okay. (laughs) So he's now swore off Jersey Jack. No, until they fix shit, yeah. I'm not going to spend my dollar or $10,500 on a game where they're not even going to back. Okay. All right. Be honest. You what missed one category. I'm going to buy me a car. Oh, I missed a category? What did I miss? Yeah. Rookie of the year. What? Was, was that the one a... that I was in? Damn it. It's okay. Fail, it's it's not it. in there. And I think maybe it's because Ken won with a landslide. Oh, yeah. But Ken yeah, it was, it. I think, four in there. So it was mm-hmm. Ken, Cromwell, myself, uh, Steven Silver, and Bug. Yeah. But yeah, it was Ken that won that one. Ken Cromwell. I think Raymond was second. Was Raymond in there? Yeah, Raymond. Raymond Raymond Davidson was in there, yeah. He was kind of bummed, I think. The American Dream's going to be in there next year, though. 
That's right, David Fix, baby. He's going to be the rookie of the year, baby, once American Pinball comes out with all their games and changes the industry, baby. That's right. The American dream of American Luckily, Pinball. You know, I've known Dave for many, many years. So. <laughs> I just love he's He's perfect. He's the American dream, and it's yes. American Pinball. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. All right, let's finish this up with the ball bag. So before we get to the old mail ball bag. Oh, okay. So you want to talk about something. talk about over here. All right. First, since we didn't record a couple weeks ago because of technical difficulties because Spectrum sucks. Well, no. First, we didn't record because you were looking for a house. And then we didn't record because Spectrum sucks. Yes. I figured out both of them. Spectrum does suck. We had to get a new router and a new Wi-Fi uh, sending unit. All The whole thing was actually replaced. Wi-Fi sending unit. Yep. I, I, a lot of those, yeah. And so that was all replaced, and now I'm up to – I actually gained – we're supposed to be guaranteed 400, and I'm up to 505 now gigabits. I have megabits, so not too shabby. Uh, but we found a house, Ron, and I'm going to be further away from you. Yeah, and you you live closer to Zach now. I do. I live like ten minutes closer. I'm about ten minutes from Zach and about fifteen minutes from uh, Vance. So that's kind of cool. Two bedroom, sorry, three bedroom, two bath ranch with a sixteen hundred square foot basement. Yes, with a pool, in ground pool. Whoopie! Do you want that? Whoopie! You're I in, didn't want that. My wife did. You're in Rochester. Congrats! You'll get to use it twice a year. Heated pool. Wow, you'll get to use it three times a year. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on the house. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to get the house again. What else? I sent Ron a couple pictures of the new carpeting put in at the Rochester Mm Co-op. So we are on our way. The carpeting, we're going to start bringing games in Monday, tomorrow. So Monday the the 4th or 5th. Fifth, we are starting to bring in games and setting them up. Did you get crazy black light carpeting? No, 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 no. We did. Uh, it's gray, dark gray, light gray, and orange. But it's not dark. It's not glow in the dark. Okay. So it's actually pretty cool. We did about twenty-two hundred square feet of carpeting, <laughs> and with the walls all painted and everything like that, and the ceiling all done, we are now into bringing product in and getting the office set up and everything else and then seating and chairs. And then we go for the CO. So we got some stuff done. So hopefully we're still going for the May 15th to May 30th. You're going for the what? What was the thing you said? No, before that you said like CO or something. Certificate of occupancy. Okay. We got to stop using these terms that I don't know what that means. CO. I thought that meant commanding officer. It's like what you have the military in there. I'm confused. No, you have to go in front of the town that you're in to get your how many people can go into the building. Ah. And if you're safe to have like, you know, fire extinguishers and exit signs and all that other kind of stuff. And uh, what else did I have on my list? Was that it? Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. That was my busy fun week. I had some quick repairs. I'll just do this very quickly. Yep. Spanish eyes adjusted the whole kick out a little more. So it goes towards the right flipper, so you can actually one-time it over and over again. Because it was it was going almost right past the flipper, between the flipper and the popover. That's where it's we're fun. sending it every time. Not the greatest spot to be sending the ball. Johnny Mnemonic Spinner. Should I say the fucking spinner? Spinner from hell. 
You love that game now. Oh, I love the game, but that spinner. If anyone has any more tips, I asked Dr. John, who we know from Australia, he's got a giant mnemonic. If he had any tips for the spinner, because it just it keeps you play games and it'll be fine, and then it'll do the thing where it just goes. It In just goes. Yeah, it basically just goes horizontal and sits there. Yep. And then you got to bend it. You put it in, it works for a while, and then it screws up again. And you just, it never ends, this pattern. It's, it's so annoying. Spinner that never ends. It just sucks moose balls all the time. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> pop bumpers on Cheetah, not sensitive enough, and also on Demo Man. And fixed, I had to replace the um, leg plate on my World Cup soccer. That's something I've been putting off for a while. At some point, I went to take the leg ball out, and I noticed it wasn't really turning right, and I could tell it's stuck and it's going to snap. So I was just holding off until, yeah. So I I finally went through it and snapped it and then took the thing out and put a new plate in. You You should always, always have a a tap. Yeah, I have a tap, um, and I usually always tap everything. If someone has cross-threads one bolt and then it gets passed around, to it all the other everyone. leg holes. Yep. So I usually run tap a tap everyone. through it. Yeah. Yeah. I do a Me tap. Too. I do a tap through any game I get, whether even yeah, if it's new. Or even do anything. Yep. Like I've gotten Stern games where I could put the tap in and it's like kind of hard at first. Like, okay, interesting. My new X-Men actually was all eight holes were fucked. All right eight holes. Right out of the box. Right out of all the box. eight leg holes were all fucked out of the box. Did they just put them in backwards or something? I couldn't tell what the hell they did, but I had to tap out. I, I got three of the four good. The fourth one, I couldn't even get the tap through it. Wow. It was actually popping when I was doing it and ruining my tap. And I've been working on a blackout lately. Blackout. Let me guess. The lights don't work. No, the lights do work. The oh. relay does work. I thought that was funny. <laughs> no. Okay. No, uh, I had to get I had to get a rotten dog board because when I got, went to go pick up this game, I opened up the back box and I looked, and the batteries have been in there since 2000, and the acid and everything just destroyed. It actually had a hole in the board. That's how bad it was. I hate when you have a hole in the board. Yes, it was terrible. Oh, hold on, the wife's coming in on me. Uh oh, what's done? Ten minutes. Yes, I know. Love ya. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, bo- the, the boss is giving us the time limit. So yes, she is. So we're out of here, but in a few minutes. So let's go to the mail ball bag. We're going to the mail ball bag. So hopefully you can see my screen. Can everyone see my screen? I see your screen. Yep. So you see the pictures. I see all three. I see one. You, you see, see one. Over. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this is. Um, this email's from Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. He sent us this uh, this contest before where he sends us pictures of various games, either the play field, backlash, whatever, just really small snippets of the game, and we have to guess what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this first picture here. I got it. I, I know what know, it is. You two know what I don't know what it is. Yep. Marty, we got to go back. Yep. Yep. Back to the future. Back to the future. It has a tri tricolored wire form. Yep. And a valley. Valley valley um the ball. Hill Valley. It says Hill all valley. the way across. Ah, you are correct. Of course I am. Uh, back to the future. It says now the second one. Ah uh, closer. This one I know. I know it's one easy. 
Got it. Yeah, I own the game. I've owned it too. Dave? Uh, that Star Trek? No, Star Trek? Be more specific. Uh, Next Generation. Make it so, number one, with a number two. <laughs> you are correct, Star Trek Next Generation. I just yes. recognized that. The freaking ball poppers. So I had all the three of them out at one point. And the, the, the tops ball of popper them. and the artwork. Yeah. On the right-hand side. The third one. Oh, this is a famous one. It's got a president on it. It kind of gives it, it away. It does have a president and his wife, oh, the first lady. Cyclone? Yep, Cyclone. Do you, do you agree, Bruce? I totally agree. Okay, Cyclone. Woo-hoo! So you guys are three for three. Of course, we're I'm good. only two for three. I did not get the Back to the Future. I yes. must say, I'm sorry. He got you on the old day to east. I was not ready time. to go back in time. I'll go back in time. I think that clears out the ball bag. Wow, just one. After a month, we only had one. Well, you know, after this contest, we're gonna have. Two. <laughs> Again, the contest is for the Houdini print from American Pinball, courtesy of Dave Fifth, the American dream of American Pinball, baby. Again, the question is, what was the name of the sperm bank that Beavis and Butthead donate to? Again, the first person that correctly answers the question will win this prize. Will win this print by emailing to Slam Tilt Podcast at gmail.com. So I'd just like to say thanks to Dave. Dave, thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. So what would you like to plug? Well, I guess the point of me coming on was really to advocate for service and basically let people know that, hey, I'm here. I'm a real person working behind the scenes to support your games. And whether you're the first owner or the 10th owner, doesn't matter. I'm here to support you know, you and AP's games. Mm-hmm. So when you call or email, you're going to get me on the phone, not some automated phone system or a complicated process. I think people find value in that. And also, I have been and continue to be part of the pinball community through streaming and on Pinside and doing things like this, coming on to podcasts. And you can always reach me at 833-API-HELP is the phone number, or service at AmericanPinball.com. I'm also on Pinside, Brennan98. Uh, you can also see us stream on TurboGrafx-7 on Twitch. We do Fridays at 8 Central, and we also have a Facebook page as well. So I'm very reachable. Please reach out. be happy to help you with your game. And that is important, being the personal, being personal able touch. to be reached. Yeah, it really is. We lose that a lot when you get to bigger companies, and it is a nice plus when you buy a machine from AP. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's that's something, the feedback that I get a lot is like, oh my God, you actually pick up the phone, and <laughs> like, yep, <laughs> it's I have it on me all the time. And then they said, are you the guy that doesn't like fishtails? And then they hang up on you. Yeah, see, you're the guy. (laughs) So thanks, Dave, for coming on. Thank you, Dave, very much.
This has been episode 164. We are the Slam Till Podcast. Again, we can be reached, and I've probably said this more in this episode than I ever have. We can be reached at wow. slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Our website is slamtillpodcast.com. Just check it out. All our links are in the upper right. I have been streaming regularly pretty much Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You will see me. That's going to be my weekly day. I'm just going to do Tuesdays, 8 p.m., streaming whatever to whenever. Thanks to all our listeners. Uh, check out Top Hi, Rope Pinball. Hi, Zach. Have to mention Top Rope because he plugged us or told us to plug him. So he's yeah, permanently he plugged. Oh. Okay. Hi, uh, Steve from Abonus. Everybody else out there, thanks. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Adam Foltz. Everybody else out there, thanks. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Seymour Butts. <laughs> <laughs>